Before the service, my daughter asked me if this was going to be about the TV show Empire. To her and everyone else with similar expectations, I apologize. After Empire, did you know that if you Google Debbie Blue and Empire, you get over 60,000 results? I think somebody is not so secretly building an empire to take on empire. I hope so. If you define empire as the top-down, seemingly impenetrable governing systems and institutions that dominate our economy, our environment, our society, and our culture, almost always to the detriment of each of these, then we need more Debbie Blues. For me, what's most corrupt and insidious about empire is that it kills human capacity in order to sustain itself. It convinces us that we are powerless, passive consumers of empire's goods and services. Easter, House of Mercy's Feast of the Revolution, might be a perfect time to talk about empire, or more specifically, what might come after a revolution against empire. No one will ever accuse Debbie of sugarcoating empire, but I actually think it's worse than she's told you. It's not just the empires that kill pollinators and poison groundwater that need a revolution. Empires everywhere, even in the places that we might not want to look. I've been in policy for over 25 years, and I believe the single biggest systemic cause of injustice in our society is our public education system. It's not that the people in the system want this to happen. The opposite is true. The system's money, leadership, institutional policies, and bad politics all end up in a whole unholy and unjust alliance. I'm not sure who benefits from the current system, but it comes at the expense of the teachers, the support staff, the parents, the students, and especially the low-income students and students of color of any income, most of whom feel powerless to improve the things that they know aren't working. Entire classes and racial groups are condemned to being behind simply because people like me don't want to give up our institutional power and resources. That's empire. Happy Easter. And not only is empire bigger than we realize, the language of empire isn't useful for what comes next. What is capitalism? Is it the progressive capitalism of Copenhagen or the authoritarian capitalism of Singapore? Multinational corporations, Monsanto is one, so is Twitter, which has done more to overturn empires than any institution in a generation. I have no idea what terms like left and right mean in politics anymore. And even the word politics has been corrupted. People like me have spent a generation telling people that politics is bad. When it's politics, that, when politics is how anything gets done in a democracy. Revolutions need a politics based on justice in order to succeed. But Easter is also a time of hopefulness, if not outright happiness, because empire is ending. These huge empires might look like towering, impenetrable structures, but they are ashes about to collapse. Ask the oil industry how it's going financially, the Republican Party, or even the DNC, the Minneapolis or St. Paul school superintendents. I could go on. Empire is dying in front of our eyes. So what comes after empire? Because the injustices aren't going away on their own. After empire can't look like either the fictional movie Mad Max or the very real political rallies that we sometimes see on TV. Easter is the perfect time to talk about what's next. Jesus' life was always in contrast to empire. 
the empires of the religiously corrupt Pharisees or the politically corrupt Romans, even the biggest empire of all, death. Maybe after empire looks a lot like the world after Jesus' death and resurrection. It's not a coincidence that Jesus appeared first to Mary Magdalene, a woman of the lowest social order, and then to three other women in a time that they were powerless, voiceless, and had all lost hope. He appeared to Peter, forgiving him for having denied him, forgiving him for falling victim to empire. And he joined two disciples who didn't even recognize him, who didn't even recognize who he was at first on the road to Emmaus. What's after empire? Maybe Micah 6 is a potential guide. Micah 6 says, What does the Lord require of you to do but to do justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God? Do justice. After empire isn't about solving world peace. It's about solving our peace of the world. To become more aware, to reflect on our role and our capacity as individuals and as a people, even to recruit others, becoming an evangelist for justice. We are so much more than our capacity to consume. We all have the ability to produce justice in our families, our workplaces, congregations and communities, and especially in our schools. Love mercy. It's only the radical mercy of God who conquered death by sacrificing his own son, which gives us the ability to do this justice work. This is our hopeful after-empire opportunity, to be guided by justice, mercy, and the humility to recognize we're all disciples on our own road to Emmaus. I don't know what it'll look like, but I have faith in the hope that Micah 6, 8 provides, certainly the hope that Easter provides. When I think about it, Debbie and Russell did the most radical after-empire thing I can imagine. They created this House of Mercy, a place where we can all do justice. Happy Easter.